welcome back to Living in the 60s. Hey, this is Craig here. and hey, I'm Tom here. He sure is. And, you know, Tom, it's hard to believe we're putting a wrap on season two already. And the last one, this episode, is, is going to be fun because we get to share emails and comments that we got from our listeners about their memories in the 60s. Now, a little interesting fact here we got from Podbean that we have listeners of living in the 60s throughout the U.S., including Connecticut, but also in other areas. There's Canada, United Kingdom, Russia, Australia, Ireland, wow. France, New Zealand, Israel, Mexico, Sweden, and Switzerland. We are internationally wow. known. It's hard, hard to believe. Hard to believe. <laughs> yes. You know, we've covered a lot of subjects in our episodes this year, like fashion, music, movies, and others. And so hopefully the listeners have enjoyed it. And so let's go on with the emails that we've received from our listeners. And one of our listeners sent us a list of lost words, lost words from our childhood. All right, this should be good. Yeah, how about Murgatroyd? Do you remember that word? <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> how would you, uh, with my spell checker, uh, I did uh, not recognize the uh, word Murgatroyd. Heavens right. to Murgatroyd. And the other day I overheard a not-so-elderly, let's say a 65-year-old lady, say something to my son about driving a jalopy. <laughs> and, and, and he looked at her quizzically and said, what the heck is a jalopy? He had never heard of the word jalopy. Oh, yeah. I know. I drive a jalopy. And that was what one of our listeners had okay, said. Okay, here's here's some more that might touch a memory. Don't touch that dial. Love it. Yep. Carbon copy. Carbon you're, copy. You're a carbon copy of your father. Tom, you sound like a broken record. <laughs> or... I've been hung out to dry. Oh, remember that one? Oh, yes. yeah. Way back in the olden days, yeah. we had a lot of moxie. And <laughs> heavens to Betsy or G. Willikers. My grandpa loved this one. Jumpin' Jehoshaphat <laughs> and holy moly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. How about this one? Well, I'll be a monkey's uncle. <laughs> it turns out that a lot of these lost words and expressions are, are gone more than Carter has liver pills. <laughs> that, that could be disturbing stuff. Yep, that's right. Carter, Carter, Carter's little liver pills, are they're gone too. Leaves us to wonder why Superman is still trying to find his booth. Phone booth, yeah. yeah. I don't think you'll find the phone I booth. I don't think okay, so. Okay, we also got some other words that were sent in by listeners. That's right. So what what you got though? Oh, somebody, well, remember when we used to say, yes, sir? Oh, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. How about, oh, how about this one? You'll love this one. Thank you. <laughs> May I help you? Excuse me. Pardon me. I beg your pardon. Do you hear that anymore? Um, I don't know. Oh, how about this one? My friend and I. Now, now you hear it, you say, me and my friend. Me oh. and my friend. How many huh. times do you hear that today? Yeah, yeah. And also opening up doors for people. And giving up your seats for people as well. Okay. You don't see that too much. So we jumped, we've got some words and then we got some uh, courtesy things. Yeah. Right? Is that yeah. what you're suggesting there? Uh... I, I do. It's. Okay. I think it's important today right. too. To All right. How about this one? That's cool. By George. You betcha. <laughs> Used to hear that around my Norwegian family a lot. 
How about what you got cooking? Gnarly beats me. Holy cow. Love that one. Yep. Parents didn't like to swear, however. Other words were substituted. That's just ducky with me. Oh, fudge. <laughs> Remember that one from yep. the Christmas story. How about dang it? Far out. Oh, yeah. Um, on what you may call it. Um, is that a problem for us today? <laughs> uh, what you may yeah, call it. Yeah. Sure. And uh, Jiminy Crickets. Remember that one? Yep. Jeepers Creepers. You are a glutton for punishment. How about, <laughs> I used to walk 10 miles to school in the middle of winter. 10 feet deep yeah, snow. Right. Cursive writing compared to today's printing or typing. I don't. You don't see it anymore. No. They don't teach it anymore. No. Uh, it, it's too bad. Parents had to send us off to our other room if they played the Red Fox or George Carlin records. Today, just kind of common. So. Yep. I did. George, you know, you know, George Carlin was a little bit later, but still uh, same type of, of, of stuff. Okay, so um, I think you have another list there for us too, right, of some memories? Yes, yes. Hearing the uh, announcement on the loudspeaker in my algebra cast, uh, this is what a, a listener had sent, uh, that President Kennedy had been shot. Uh, they had to go to gym class after algebra, and we all were crying for about an hour. Yep. Watching on TV the first men that landed on the moon. How about that one? Junior high sock hops after school <laughs> in the cafeteria with yep. the girls lined up on one wall and the boys lined up on the other. Do you remember how we were kind of, everybody was kind of kind of scared of the other opposite oh, absolutely. sex? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Fashions, saddle shoes, madras shirts, tie-dyed shirts, friendship rings, mood rings, mohair sweaters, bell-bottom jeans, and miniskirts. How about passing notes was in the 60s version <laughs> oh, yeah. of, uh, it was in the 60s version of texting. Right. That's a great one. Metal merry-go-rounds. Okay, now do you remember these? Because they were at a lot of parks. Yep. And I hated it because you'd go in the middle, and of course somebody would be really wise and run on the outside of that thing. Yeah. And of course a little craggy, you'd go flying off and you know, go head over heels, but there's it's etched in my memory, the metal merry-go-round. Oh, and you get so dizzy. Well, yeah. So dizzy. Oh, this is a good one. This listener, listener really brought up some good stuff. Phone booths. Five cents, ten cents a call. <laughs> huh? And remember in the phone booths? See, uh, can I reverse the charges? Oh, yeah. Remember that? I used to do that all the time. Oh, it was great. Great. How about candy cigarettes? Oh, boy. You know, I'd have my, my grandkids now, or had, uh, had candy cigarettes, brought them out oh, oh, a yeah. few years ago. Oh, and they God. brought them out and looked at them. <laughs> they also had these cigarettes that you could have that were kind of almost like paper, but at the end, it showed a red Oh, yeah, button. yeah, yeah, you'd, right. You'd push on it, and, and it would turn red. Mucuricombe. For scratches, yep. that uh, the stuff that uh, turns red, right, or right. yellow, or orange. Um, how about double bubble gum? I know one of our listeners sent in this one too. Double bubble gum, uh, great with comics in them. Right, uh, good gum, and you could also have read your fortune on it. Find out oh, what you are right. going to uh, be in the right. in the future. I think my dentist loved the fact that I was chewing. 
double bubble bubble gum. <laughs> yeah, I knocked right. out a few teeth with that. Yeah. Okay, here's kind of an interesting one from a listener in Connecticut. They said, my kids would like to hear of a typical kid's day from sunup to sundown oh, yeah. for an 11-year-old boy and also for teens. They, they would like to compare now versus then. So I, I thought I'd take a stab at this when I was 11 years old. During the school year, it was pretty much the same year going to school. So I guess what I decided to do was just talk a little bit about what summers were like for me. And I always started the last day of school. It was a half day. I'd get home. My dad would have left money on the table so I could go get a haircut when I got home. And I, I would walk up to the barber shop a couple blocks away. And I got what was called a Heine haircut. Oh, yeah. So it was like no hair. It'd probably be called the number one all the way around today. And when I think about summers as 11-year-old, spent playing outside really from morning until night, right? In the Absolutely. neighborhood. Yeah. The TV was not on, and the TV programming really was not meant in those days to have you just sit around and watch TV all day. So basically, we were outside all the time. Saturday morning was really the only time when TV was uh, the center point, and I remember I'd get up, get my bowl of cereal, go downstairs, and watch cartoons, right? Absolutely. For about three hours. Yeah. I do miss those days. Um, I would walk up to the local drugstore. Again, it was about two blocks away, and they had the old uh, counter there, so you could <laughs> just sit there and have a Coke or ice cream or whatever. And how about this? This is kind of weird when I think about it. We took buses a lot so as 11 year old i my friends and i would take buses to the local lakes yeah to go swimming or even take a bus to downtown minneapolis and you my dad worked downtown so what we would do is go down probably midday and then we'd walk over to where he worked which was you know five blocks away six blocks away but the whole idea is it was just a, a a time when you didn't have to worry about anybody hurting you or kidnapping you or anything <laughs> like that. Mm -hmm. um, family drive-ins, we we did that a lot. Of course, there was no air conditioning, so I certainly remember the hot summer nights. I lived in a suburb called St. Louis Park, so in the summers <laughs> they would spray for mosquitoes. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so about seven or eight o'clock at night these big tankers would come by our house and they'd be shooting this spray and what it would be was clouds of pesticide. And I actually remember seeing some of the clouds of pesticide come through the windows. You could actually smell the pesticide. So you're probably saying, no wonder that's why I glow at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, our family also would take road trips and vacations in the summer. So we went to Disneyland, which was a dream come true for me because I was a big fan of the Mickey Mouse Club. We also went to like the Black Hills of South Dakota, saw Mount Rushmore, went to Wisconsin Dells. We even made a few trips to Miami Beach as my grandparents lived down there. And I remember all these trips, no air conditioning in the car, just had the windows down. Good memories, a little different nowadays for 11 year old than back in back in my day how about you do you have any 
Oh, oh I've got so. many memories. Uh, you know, playing non-organized baseball during the summer and then the fall, we do football. Uh, telling your parents where you were going and playing all the time until dark, but right. you'd have to tell them where they're going. Yeah, and, right. and that was fine. Football, we played tackle football with just shoulder pads. No organized stuff at right. all. Right. Nothing. You just play. And you'd keep score. No fights and anything. It was just fun. Uh, church camp was great. Everybody went to church camp. A lot of them did. That's right. And that uh, church was a definitely a, a center part of our our time. A church every Sunday, church choirs, separate choirs for boys, mm. separate choirs for girls, and they were full. Everybody we knew, everybody in mm. the church choir. The yeah. boys had, you know, before their voices changed had the high voice. So it was like, it was like really high. <laughs> so when your voice has changed, right. you are done. That was about it. Uh, Boy Scouts, remember Boy Scouts? Girl Scouts at that time, that was big. Cub Scouts. Oh, sure. And okay. Brownies. And Brownies. They were big and mostly hosted by churches. Uh, summers, no matter how much money a family had, a family went on vacation. Camping trips were right, huge. Right. Places like state and national parks—they were—they were big. Even if it was a weekend, uh, we started with—we started with this huge tent we had. It was an army surplus tent. It was huge, and we'd go to a campground. But we have to set up really early in order to do that. The Badlands, Custer State Park, Mount Rushmore, um, Bamp in Canada, Lake Louise, Colorado was always a fun place uh, to go. We'd ride horseback in the mountains. Uh, we loved meeting kids back that time uh, from other states in the yep. campgrounds and playing all week or a weekend with them. They were great. Uh, how about, you know, what we did too? Dad uh, got home from work uh, and we go out to our favorite lake, uh, Lake Independence for us, and have a picnic cooking uh, hamburgers on uh, the grill, uh, cooking in and having fun and going swimming too oh and another one that i think you guys probably did this too uh, a family would go out to the local dairy queen the whole family including the dog and you get a, <laughs> that's right yep yeah, that's right and you get a soft cone back then and you remember what that was called a soft cone I, I don't. okay oh. it was called a whip Okay. Oh, you're kidding. No, okay. it, it was soft yeah. cone ice cream, and there was a little whip, okay. Okay. and there was a little whip that was okay. done on that. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the whip. Uh, that was the little yep. whip on top of it. Okay. It looked like a whip on top of uh, of the Dairy Queen. And even the dog, even the <laughs> dog got a cone. Oh, wow. That was, uh, that was some of the great memories, and uh, it, it was really fun. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um we have a Connecticut listener, as we mentioned before, and they asked us to recap and review specific episodes of Leave It to Beaver. What that, a great we, show. Oh, and, it was interesting. They said uh, our families had a lot of family discussions watching Beaver episodes. So I've got two favorite <laughs> episodes. The first one, Beaver fell into the coffee cup on the billboard. He also wore a space monster t-shirt because Whitey and Larry Manella were also going to wear it to school. So those are my two favorite ones. So the first one, uh, as far as the t-shirt with this little space monster on it, Ward said, no way, Beaver, are you wearing that 
to school. Well, Beaver felt like for sure Larry and Whitey are going to wear it, and I want to wear it. So he went in his garage and changed, you know, into that T-shirt. Well, he gets to school, and guess what? Larry and Whitey did not wear their T-shirt because their parents said no. <laughs> but Beaver decided to wear it. Well, Beaver had to go to Miss Rayburn's office, who in turn called Ward, who came to school to pick up Beaver, and you can imagine how that turned out for poor Beaver. Mm. Now, the other one, the cup of coffee episode. So Whitey and Beaver are walking by on the street, and they see this coffee cup up there on the billboard, and it's steaming, right? Mm -hmm. It's got steam coming out of it. So Whitey dares Beaver to climb up there and just see, is that smoke or what's coming out of that coffee cup? Well, <laughs> Beaver climbs to the top of the cup, falls in, and can't get out. Oh. So the fire department has to be called. All these people are gathered around. Wally and his buddies, they're gathered around looking at the goof who fell into the cup. Out pops Beaver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Ward was standing there too. Of course. Now, there's a lesson to be learned, Tom. Not to crawl into a cup of coffee on the billboard. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear about you doing that. No, no, no. Hey, uh, you know, Craig, another listener asked, what are some of your favorite foods back in the 60s? This is a favorite. How about hot dish? Oh, yeah. Homemade hot dish. <laughs> oh, it would be the turkey hot dish. My mom would make shrimp. Hot, well, it really? wouldn't be hot, but it, it would shrimp. But it wouldn't be hot. It would be cold. Put it in, and it was the best. Was yes, it in with the little hot. macaron, uh, macaroni? Macaroni thing, yep, yep. Uh, little, no actually, the round ones. They yeah. were so okay. good. Yeah. How a lot of our friends have this one, hot tater tot hot dish. Oh, nummy. With the rice and uh, hamburgers and mushrooms and uh, soup, uh, soup hot dish as well. Oh, yeah, well. that was all combined into yeah. that hot dish, wasn't yeah. it? And Swedish meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. And who could forget the quick-made TV dinners. Yep. Swanson TV dinners. And, of course, going to McDonald's for 15-cent hamburgers. Remember the, the beginning uh, advertisement of that? 45 cents for a three-course meal. Sounds like me, for that's a steal. Sounds like me, for that's <laughs> I a steal. I don't remember that, but I love it. Oh, it was it was one of the first ones that McDonald's had. Oh, yeah. I remember going to McDonald's. Um, what a deal getting the malts and everything. Those were so good. And, uh, oh, some of the board games that were, uh, they were wondering what type of board games we used. How about Candyland? Yep. Shoots and Ladders. Lincoln Logs. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Everybody had oh, those. Mr. Potato Head was a great game. Yep. Uh, the Game of Life, which still is big today. And, of course, Monopoly, just to name a few. I feel like we've... Games lived the game of life we have <laughs> yeah um a younger listener asked about the 60s in the suburbs versus the city was there a difference so um i really thought about this and i look back on my life in the 60s my observation is that we would go to the city a lot for the purpose of really entertainment so there was theaters and restaurants is really what you were going downtown for, and also shopping at Dayton's, Donaldson's, Powers, right? Yes. All those department stores, everything was downtown. So it took a while for the suburbs really to grow with all of those things. So 
when I think about it, yeah, downtown was where you went. There were a lot of companies down there. Banks were headquartered in the city. So that's the hub of activity. And a lot of people would drive downtown. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Or the bus. Mm-hmm. You know, again, we'd take the bus down there. The suburbs were really grocery stores, churches, schools. And, uh, and then finally in the 60s, late 60s, you started to see restaurants, theaters, you know, all sorts of things move out to the suburbs. So definitely different type of living. It was, it was a very much of a, of a hub area. I remember over on um, the Veterans Memorial, Veterans Memorial over there in Minneapolis. Right. It was such a beautiful area. Right. They had the beautiful trees that were over there on Memorial Drive. Yep. And yep. Uh, the wonderful trees, homes were lined and, and meticulously uh, mowed and, and everything in, a, in a, just a beautiful area. There was a Fowell Park where we played some baseball. Oh, sure. And uh, it was just uh, a very, very nice park in Minneapolis at the time. It yeah. was wonderful. And the kids and parents all took pride in their areas. Oh, sure. A lot of yeah. um, cooking out and that type of thing. So yeah. uh, that's what I remember for the sure. city. And the city was great. It, it was wonderful. So that was just a quick look at suburb versus the city but uh tom i hate to say it but it brings us to a close i have to say it's always fun to hear from listeners and we really appreciate it we've had some great episodes the one about cars we had some great stories from everybody out there and uh, we're having fun doing the podcast hopefully it's fun for you as a listener and as we think about the many things that we lived through in the 60s we just convinced what a great time and perfect time to live. Just want to say we're looking forward to bringing you season three. We have had uh, just a, a great time again, like Craig said, and uh, it's been fun. And we love to hear one of our best pod, some of our best podcasts have been when you respond to us too, and we absolutely love that. So if you have any suggestions, any topics you'd like to cover, games, uh, candies, anything like that, just you know, let us know, and we'll be we'll be doing those. Uh, go to living in the sixties at myyahoo.com. Living in the sixties at myyahoo.com. Until then, peace out.